following program is a collection of stooges talking about the happenings in the automotive detailing industry. It is meant to be comedic and informative. The opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect the reliefs of their peers, their boss, or their ad partners. There may be some cuss words because that's how grown-ups talk in the real world. If you are a young, please seek permission before watching or listening any further. Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell, and I'm your host. Listen, we're going to jump to it. You guys know what to do. Website, preferred vendors, hashtag money, money, funny. Go spend some money with those uh, wonderful people who support us. Um, and then we did change the merch store to the Drip Shop, um, just because it sounds funnier. Uh, so any of the t-shirts, um, designs that you guys like, you can go find them at the new Drip Shop. Um, you know where to find us on YouTube, hopefully. Uh, the Detail Solutions Podcast is our channel. And the Detail Solutions Pod is for TikTok. Now, let's get into the important stuff. It's Golden Mike nominations time. You guys know we have not won it the last two years. We lost it by one vote last year. I have been campaigning hard for us to win it this year. So if you got a text message from me or a messenger from me or an Instagram message from me asking uh, to please nominate us, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, if you're listening to this, please go to mobiletechexpo.com backslash golden hyphen mike and nominate us as uh the details um uh, podcast of the year you do have to write a little something about why you think we should win it and it's not just because alex and jason are funny guys like it needs to be you know what do we do for the industry how do we um support or influence or make a make a difference to the industry because it's not just uh how many votes we get it's it they go by um you know the the meaning of it or the the what we mean to the industry and things like that so uh again please that's uh mobiletechexpo.com backslash golden hyphen mic please nominate the detail solutions podcast.com um is the website the Detail Solutions Podcast. It's the name of the show. Um, I think that's all you, all the information you need to know from us. And then while you're there, if you're coming down to Mobile Tech Expo and uh, what's that, February 1st through the 3rd in sunny Orlando, Florida, uh, hopefully it's sunny this year. Everybody up north seems to come down and bring the cold with them during that time. So, um, but if you're going to come down, hang out with us. Uh, Jason and I will be uh, mobile this year. Um, we're not going to be hunkered down in a booth, um, although we might be in one booth. Can't tell you about it yet. Um, 
but we're going to be kind of walking around, um, talking to everybody um, and doing things like that. Uh, you can go to mobiletechexpo.com and purchase your tickets there. Use the code DSP15. You'll save 15% off um, either the Education Day um, Expo Combo or just the Expo Combo. Um, all right, please go like, share, follow, subscribe, hit the notification bell um, button, whatever, anywhere that you're listening to us, anywhere that you're following us, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, um, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, all that fun stuff. Um, my guest tonight is Adam Garvin. Um, if you guys don't know Adam, you're getting ready to know him. The um, best thing I can say about Adam is he is the reason that we triggered Rennie Doyle. Um, so if you enjoyed that, that episode and, and uh, how we got Rennie a little, little fired up, uh, you can thank Adam. So we'll be right back. Tell us about your little wheelie journey you had yesterday. How'd that go that on the fun. Viper chair? I stole this Viper chair. A lot of people hadn't played with one, so I quite like the fact that they got a shot. Nice. A lot of guys were generally trying out going, huh, these things are cool. But it was good fun, especially on this floor. Like, this is a legit carpet and all the cables. It just rolls right over. Oh, and it's dried. Yeah, well done. It's a cool chair. I like it. How comfortable are you right now? Very. Yeah. yeah so do you think retailers should invest in a Viper chair? You know what? My name's Alan Medcraft. And I would say go buy Viper. Make sure to go to viperindustrial.com and at checkout, use the code DSP to save an additional $25 off your purchase. That's a stackable coupon, so whatever Viper is giving you off, get another $25 as well. Do you own a detailing business but want to improve your success online? Or are you just starting out but not even sure where to begin? Let Detailers Roadmap guide you down the road to success. Detailers Roadmap is an all-in-one web solution for your auto detailing business. A custom website designed to help you attract and retain customers without breaking the bank. We'll write and design your website from start to finish and provide ongoing support to ensure it's working great for you. Our custom website packages include everything you need to succeed online. And with our local SEO services, we'll make sure your business gets noticed by customers in your area. So why wait? It's time to take your auto detailing business to the next level with an all-in-one website solution from Detailers Roadmap. Visit DetailersRoadmap.com to get started today. All right, and we're back with Adam. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. How about you, Alex? I'm good, man. You know, my my initial thought for the title of this episode is going to be Adam Garvin, the Trigger Man. So... <laughs> Unless, unless you say something uh, throughout the episode that maybe sounds better, that, that, <laughs> that might be how it goes. <laughs> you know, I actually thought about reaching out to Rennie and being like, hey, here's your chance for payback. But I figured you'd probably be too smart and you'd catch on way faster than, than he did. <laughs> <laughs> he cut on pretty good. I mean, yeah, I mean, not until we hit like 20 or 21 times of saying trigger, but yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Caught on. <laughs> So listen, man, um, you know, for everybody who doesn't know you, um, what's the where, when, how, why did you get into detailing? Uh, so grew up around the car business. My grandfather got into a local car business uh, here 
in McMinnville, Oregon, in Yamhill County in the 50s. And then uh, my dad was in the RV sector and uh, car business as well. And so when I was in middle school and was a little bit of a, a smart mouth, I got suspended and went to work one day at my dad's dealership and uh, got to put a rotary on some gel coat of an RV and enjoyed it. And then uh, detailed friends and family's cars. And uh, then my junior high school, I made a business plan, which is essentially what this business is now. Nice. And uh, made some business cards and handed those out at the window while I worked graveyard shift in high school at Dutch Brothers Coffee back when they had 28 stores and not 800. Yeah. And I just kind of farmed that window for detail clients and always had a couple cards in my pocket. And then thought I was going to go to college to be an accountant and decided that wasn't really my passion. I love numbers and data, but. Uh, wearing a suit and tie every day isn't my thing. So <laughs> I uh, gave that up and worked for Dutch Brothers for a little while. And uh, April of 2008, decided to make this my full-time gig and took the leap. And April 15th, I opened my doors. And this was my, my main focus from that point forward. And now we've uh, coming up on our 16 year anniversary with me at the helm and wow. uh, yeah, it's been a good run. So when you were kind of uh, double timing it with Dutch brothers and everything like that, was it kind of, you know, the, um, the same that, that I've heard from a lot of other people where the detailing just got to a point to where you were making more money doing that, or was it more of just a, uh, I'm kind of tired of the, you know, corporate kind of work or whatever, and let me go do my own thing? Uh, it was a little bit of both. I mean, I had, I had went to window tinting school as well when I worked uh, for Dutch Brothers, and so I was trying to gradually grow the window tinting and the detailing together. Um, and it did eventually get to a point where I gradually scaled my hours back from you know, management hours and working 40, 50 hours a week between a couple shops to just working some evenings. And, you know, that was great about that company was, was there flexibility for that within the local, local couple franchisees. Cause I was actually split between two franchisees Okay. Uh, towards the end there. And uh, the other thing was just the business development and the, the culture and leadership that that company uh, inspired in me and, that I carry through to my company today. Nice. Now, is there anything that maybe you have taken from working at Dutch Brothers that helped you, you know, um, scale or grow or, or continued success with your business today? Like, you know, um, either, I mean, obviously something like you said, went from 28 stores to 800, you know, I mean, it, you know, were there fundamentals that you learned there that helped you in your business? Uh, I mean, definitely their philosophy. I, I was at a grand opening dinner one time and heard the founder of the company speak. And, you know, he's he's basically like, you know, when somebody's at your window, you're hosting the party. And I, I feel that when somebody's in your office or in your showroom, um, you're, you're hosting the party and, and you're there to find solutions to their problems. And so, uh, you know, whether it's a cup of coffee or 
paint protection film job or a detail, I always try and figure out what what their problems are so I can I can give them the best solution and not not just sell whatever my favorite product is or recommend my personal favorite drink. Like what what are your taste buds or what are you looking for out of your cup of coffee or tea right. or energy drink today? And so I I bring that same philosophy over across the counter is there might be a car that is a great great project for a level two rejuvenation detail but that's not what that client is looking for and that's not what their problem is their problem is just some odor in their interior and it's a commuter car and they could care less if it's shiny right Uh, so you know not not to get down in the weeds and and sell them something that they see no value and like find a solution to their specific problem and then they're going to refer you because they're going to enjoy that experience and that culture of your shop and uh, just making sure that your staff is happy. And when they're interacting with clients, they're happy and they're smiling. And, you know, I've always had the philosophy if somebody doesn't want to work here, I don't want them here. And if somebody's outgrown me, I want to help them get the next best job uh, when they move on from working for me. So, you know, I, I never see it as like a competition of how long you can keep an employee right. or a staff member or, uh, anything like that. And I saw that a lot with Dutch brothers where, you know, people would come in, maybe they were in high school or they were in college and they would move on. And then you have other people like my brother, that's my younger brother that's worked there for, I don't know, 20 something years and just got his first two stores down in Alabama. So, oh wow. um, you can be anywhere from, you know, a couple months staff member with Dutch brothers, or you can be a 20 year veteran. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I, and I like what you're saying about, you know, giving the customer what they need, you know, versus what, what you need, right? Because I feel like that's a thing that with a lot of detailers, right? Like they're just like, oh, I'm just paint corrections and coatings and that's all I'm going to do, you know? And, and, I, and you know, my, my thought on that is like, you know, that's kind of dumb. I mean, great if you're making money at it, right? But you're leaving so much more money on the table by not doing, you know, an interior or a wash and a sealant or just a polish job or something like that. And um, so that's cool to hear you kind of say that, man, because that's what I've always kind of, um, you know, taken from the car wash, you know, is, is just giving people what they want, you know, and make it about them or their budget versus, what I need or what the shop needs to, you know, make it survive for the week or for the month or for the year. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that some in this industry try and, you know, get as much money out of every client as they can and, and not look at the, the long, long-term gains that they could have through a relationship versus just a transaction today. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's the thing, right? Like you want to build that relationship for the long time, not just for the, for the right now. Um, and that's where, you know, especially with coatings, like sometimes I wish coatings would go away, honestly. Um, <laughs> you know, I really do, dude. I mean, like, I, you know, I would rather, I'd rather go back to the days of, you know, doing a, doing a, um, you know, like a quarterly wax or a sealant or something like that. And once a year doing a polish job, like over a, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, whatever year period with that client, you'd wait 
you'd make way more money than anybody's ever charging for ceramic coating. And these days it's, it's, you know, the race to the bottom anyways. So nobody's even charging what they should be charging for ceramic coating jobs. You know, I mean, it's, they're, they're charging $500, $800, you know, thousand dollars for these, you know, jobs that should be $1,500 plus or probably more. I mean, you know, I try to look at it and go like, okay, well, you know, if I'm putting a X number of year coating on this car and I'm not going to see that client come back really, like I need to get all the money out of them that I can. Otherwise, why don't I just say, hey, look, let's put you on a yearly plan of coming every quarter and getting a sealant and once a year we'll polish it. And, you know, it's a little bit of money each time you come, you know, it sounds better to them, but in the long run, three years, four years, five years, I've made you know, way more money than I ever would have been by selling him a coating. So, I mean, I know, I know coatings are obviously easier to clean and make the car look nicer, you know, all that stuff, hydrophobics and, but yeah, sometimes I just wish they'd go away. And it's bad saying that because I work for a coating company now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with you to some extent. I mean, I, I think the sweet spot for coatings is, uh, really that single layer, you know, three to five year window and yeah. setting realistic expectations with the client. I mean, I can't say I've never told somebody there's a lifetime gold package, you know, uh, <laughs> but I definitely don't do that anymore. Um, and really understanding how that client cares for their vehicle and where their knowledge is at and, and paint care. So, you know, if somebody comes in and I, know it's a car wash rig and they've owned it since new and it's going to still be a car wash rig like to me it's unethical to sell them a five-year coating because they're never going to get the value out of it yeah. now you look like a dumbass for selling it to them yeah so um i think really slowing that that sales process down and and getting that information out of them to make a ethical recommendation and and that'll give you that long-term relationship and so we do a lot of uh, you know, if a rig's more than five years old, we're typically recommending a level two rejuvenation detail, which is a one step. And then we uh, include a, a one year with that. And we typically upsell to a three or five year from there. Because um, right. if somebody's kept their vehicle in the car industry, if somebody's kept their vehicle more than three years, they're typically going to keep it, you know, around the five to seven year mark. And so right. let's let them re re-fall in love with that vehicle and have it feel and look fresh for the remainder of their ownership. Um, and so I, not that we don't do longer term coatings, uh, they're just more of the exception than the rule. Um, yeah. and part of that too is just where, where we live, you know, it's, it's way easier to do a, a rinseless wash down in the South where it doesn't rain and have moss and, mud and <laughs> everything else we have up here in the pacific northwest so yeah that is true uh, but yeah yeah no and and you're right because i mean i've i've been fortunate enough that um you know i i have clients that have come back you know every couple of years and you know just you know the it, like you said right it's it's a daily they're going to run it through the car wash here and there or you know they're going to buy the monthly pass and and whatnot and um you know so every two to three years they're hey alex you know it's time to redo 
you know? And so I'm at least thankful on that part that they enjoyed the coding and see the value of it, that they do come back, you know, every two or three years. Um, you know, but then you get some of those ones that are kind of the one and dones, you know, they come and they do it one time and you never hear from them again. You don't know if they liked it, if they hated it, if it worked or, you know, how long they kept the car or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I guess double-edged sword a little bit, you know, you kind of want it, you kind of don't want it. So <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes those maintenance washes nice though. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. Cause that's the only, the only uh, maintenance washes I do are on clients that have uh, um, ceramic jobs on them. And, and that's mainly just because I can be in and out in no time flat and I'm not, I can do it rinseless. Um, and they're, they're all uh, like empty nesters too. You know, the kids are grown up, gone to college or moved out or whatever. So it's not like, you know, cars are getting trashed anyways. And, you know, they don't drive them too much. So it makes it perfect. Um, so, yeah. Um, how did you, you uh, get you're doing all those maintenance watches out in the villages, huh? Yeah. No, that's a little too far <laughs> for me to go. <laughs> that's about a, that's probably like an hour and 20 minute drive for me. That'd, that'd be a little too far for me to go. Uh, yeah. Plus, I, plus, I don't want to wash golf carts, dude. Everything out there is a golf cart. For the most <laughs> part. It's it's crazy, man. One of my friends got married out there. They had like a, I guess like a real nice church or something out there because I I grew up in in Lake County, and I remember when I went to her wedding, um, it was hard to like find a parking space because everything's like designed for golf cart parking. So like, <laughs> like all the parking spaces, you couldn't even like fit a car in. You had to go like to like a special parking lot for for the car. It's, it was uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I still have never like gone out there to actually like try or to to like visualize or or witness. I guess the uh, the loofah sponge thing Apparently, i was gonna ask you if you uh if they have as many colored loofahs as we have ceramic coating brands yeah i don't know man i mean like i've seen a couple of things that say that it's a that it's it's just a an urban legend or whatever but then you know you see these tiktoks or you know whatever where you know people are driving by and they see the the loofahs hanging off so i don't know and you know yeah, whatever. <laughs> I keep trying to I keep trying to tell Michelle when we when we retire, let's move to the villages. And she's like, no, we're not moving to the villages. <laughs> um, so I wanna I wanna uh how'd you get involved with the mafia? What how did that you know come about? What what um what about the mar the mafia sparked your interest to you know go and uh take a gander at it and then become a member? Um, so I ran my company for about eight years and then got pretty burnt out, brought in a front, front office staff and went and did some real estate and cannabis things when the Oregon market legalized here, uh, 16. And then, uh, I did that, what saw kind of the writing on the wall of that industry when they dropped the state residency mandate and how that opened it up for everybody in the country to invest in that, um, kind of put the writing on the wall and so in 18 i came back in the shop full time uh missed cars and kind of missed doing what what i had done for all those years and so uh, i started 
reinvesting in myself and training continued education and so that initially uh just started with kind of scrolling around the internet and seeing what was out there i mean i had been on you know the autotopia form back in the day and, right. and things like that but i hadn't really i'd been so uh real estate and cannabis focused that i hadn't um really messed around in the detail sector for a little bit and so that's where i found the um some info about detail mafia and air force one project and and whatnot and then i remember watching a a rag company um thing of a bead maker with when rennie was talking about bringing that out and um i believe it was him and oh, i'm trying to remember who the rag company staff was but it was a good good long episode and i was like that's definitely on my radar screen nice. um and so my first training I did was at the Rupas facility with uh, Jason Rose and Mike Phillips. And okay. at that training, I met Kyle Camus. That was in August or September of 18. And then uh, was, I had was he working there at the time? Was that when he was working there? No, he was still an electrician at the time. Oh, okay. Okay. Was he, he, was he, he was, taking a class? He took like every class they had, I believe. <laughs> I think that was maybe his like second or third class okay. he took there. Um, and he was detailing, but not, he was still, you know, pulling some wire too. So, right. Uh, but he was definitely passionate about getting into detailing full time. And um, so I met him and Danny from Ohio and still friends with both of those guys. They're both, both great quality guys. Yeah. Um, Danny loves new coatings as much as Kyle, so you might be able to get him into some Aquatech. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then from there, it was, you know, getting on getting on the schedule to, to train with Rennie. And I had had uh, my son Carter in July of 17, and he had some health stuff. And so I thought I was going to train with Rennie in 19 and um, just wasn't able to make it happen. And so I ended up training with him uh and the start of 2020 right before covid became okay. public yeah um and i remember down there because i had gotten really sick at sema in 19 uh-huh and uh so we were talking about that and kind of how there's something you know coming over yeah and, uh it was all speculation so it was like it still wasn't accepted that something was going on right and uh yeah, it was like a month later, right after training with Rennie, the, you know, everything shut down. And so that was invaluable to be a member of uh, a group that you could bounce ideas off of and decide how are you going to pivot. I had trained with uh, Jeremy Stevens in July of 19 and okay. came on as a shine supply distributor, which I still am today. Uh, and sell product here out of the office for Jeremy and the shine supply team. And so I was able to pivot and, you know, sell some products that he brought on. Um, he had a product called Hitman that was a surface disinfectant that I was able to sell to ODOT and some other state agencies because I had already been on a preferred vendor list from years prior. Oh, okay, I, just, nice. I keep that active. So I was never worried about having to fully shut my business down. Uh, I just needed to pivot and, you know, having a, a mastermind group of 
you know, I think there's about 80 made members and, you know, 150 to 200 full members from detailing success in that group at the time. And yeah, so just being able to hear different ideas, how people were staying profitable and uh, it definitely kept you grounded. And, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of zoom calls in that first six months, but um, definitely paid off. And, you know, that's, that group has continued to uh, pay dividends and, you know, it's not just about what you can get out of a group, but it's about what you can give back. And I've, I've gotten a lot of uh, personal satisfaction of giving back and building up some other members of the group that have came in after me, or even some that have came in before me and been interested in other services that we offer here. So, you know, I think for me, the, the mafia is just about the camaraderie and, how uh, we can all lift each other up and, and not just the group itself, but elevate the industry overall. And I think you saw that at the Air Force One project about how united we could be. Yeah, that was, you know, that was um, definitely an eye opener for me because, you know, back before I met Rennie, you know, I probably had the same thoughts about the mafia that most people do like you know it's these guys you know they think they're cool you know whatever and and as i've gotten to know rennie and and chris and and even a lot of the 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 members over the years like i kind of understand like it's like it's not just like an exclusive club kind of thing right i mean you obviously have to prove you know start with the training you know do some of the the things or whatever to prove your worth or or you know whatever and i think that that's i think that that's actually kind of a cool thing right it's not just like you know hey we'll just let everybody be a member and you don't have to do anything and whatever like you have to prove yourself and i think that's i think that's the problem you know, a lot of days is everybody just wants things handed to them. They just want to be a part of something because of, you know, whatever. They don't want to put the work in for it. Um, and then, you know, getting to experience Air Force One, um, you know, was was really, um, it, it was just, it was really cool, man, because, you know, like, there's a, there's a presence there, right? Like, you, you feel the energy you know, from the planes, from, from, you know, everybody who's working on it, you know, I mean, it, you know, I went into that, like, okay, this will be a cool event. And then we got there and I was like, wow, I'm very like humbled and honored that we got to experience this because not everybody can. Um, and I get it. Like it's a working, it, first of all, it's a working museum, right? Like, and then it's a working job site on top of that. So you just can't have a ton of people like, you know, walking around gawking and, you know, trying to talk and stuff like that. So, you know, I get why it's, it's pretty exclusive. Um, but yeah, you know, being there and seeing it in action and everything, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it changed my whole perspective on, on not only that, but the mafia and, you know, whatever, what you guys are doing and everything that, you know, I go, okay, I get it. I totally get it now, you know, and then hanging out with you guys, like, you know, in the hotel and, and, you know, just kind of shooting the shit and, you know, networking and telling stories and everything like, you know, it was awesome. Yeah. It was a, it was a great time. Hopefully we do it next year. Yeah. I think the other thing too, that gets overlooked is, you know, as somebody 
that's maybe looking at training and they're like, Oh, I have to, have to train to be part of this group or whatever from somebody that's gone through it, uh, being able to show up on site of whether it's that project or Samantha Sweden's fire project in Northern California or Richard Ambrose, uh, does something with the LA police museum and the LA fire museum. Um, or any of the other projects we do on the East coast as a mafia to give back. Yeah. Um, you know, you can show up and we know we all have the same baseline knowledge so we can all talk in the same terminology and everybody understands what's going on. And it just makes things tremendously more efficient. And, uh, you all have a mutual understanding of what that person's doing and you don't need to double check their work because you've all been through the same system and right. You know, I, I do think, uh, working for, working for Dutch bros and seeing that company grow from 28 to 800. And I was there till about 175 stores and seeing how you can scale something through process and the efficiencies that are gained through SOPs and whatnot, um, is, is what gets me to buy into that. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Um, let's jump into a commercial break real quick and, uh, we'll be right back. If you have not yet tried Oberk's new APS soap, now is your chance to receive 15% off by using coupon code DSP, all capital letters. Oberk's new all-purpose soap is perfect for all your exterior washing needs. This unique formula combines plant-based cleaning power that is effective and versatile. Whether you are mobile washing or maintaining a ceramic-coated vehicle, APS soap works quickly and rinses easily. This super concentrated formula can also be used on really tough bugs and is very effective in dirty door jams. To find out more, please visit obercarcare.com. Attention detail shop owners, say goodbye to the hassle of multiple orders from all different suppliers. Car Supplies Warehouse is here to revolutionize your shopping experience. We have created a comprehensive online platform where you can find everything you need all in one place. We are constantly expanding our product range, adding new supplies, tools, and equipment. Our goal is to make Car Supplies Warehouse your ultimate one-stop shopping destination. And we don't just stop at providing top quality products. We understand that knowledge is crucial for running a successful business. This is why we offer over 100 online videos specifically tailored to educate and empower businesses like yours. So grow your skills and run a successful business with our online training courses. We take our commitment to education even further by providing in-person training classes. Our expert instructors will guide you through hands-on sessions, sharing their wealth of knowledge and helping you take your shop to new heights. We also have an awesome discount program that ties everything together really nice. Enjoy exclusive benefits and saving as a Car Supplies Warehouse member. Join DetailWise Pro under the Save and Learn tab on our website website, carsuppliesWarehouse.com, and experience the advantages firsthand. And for a limited time only, we are offering a special deal just for Detail Solutions podcast listeners. Sign up for DetailWise Pro using code PRO30, and you're going to enjoy 30 days of free access and free discounts. There's no obligation. You can cancel anytime. So come discover what you've been missing. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah, Jason did a good job with that one. Actually, well, 
both of them did because Otterness voiced it and Bruno made the uh, the video for it. So, um, yeah, they both did a good job. Um, so, so you you kind of come out of the um, your your funk. You know, you get back into detailing. You you do the the mafia training and everything like that. Like then like what happened next with your business? Like, did that, like how, how rejuvenated were you coming out of that training, you know, to get back into it and kind of, you know, take those next steps? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, you come out of that training and you have a, a ton of, ton of inspiration and, uh, you're excited. And then, you know, you, obviously six weeks later the the COVID thing pops off. And so, <laughs> you're kind of like what the and uh but really from 18 you know when I came back in 18 I was just so excited and so jacked and you know wanted to train with a couple people a year and so I trained with uh Jason and and Phillips and then uh trained with Stevens and then later that year I trained with Jason Kilmer and uh Steve from Shine Doctor up in Washington and then went to Rennie's training uh, first part of 20. Um, and it, that whole path, I mean, I, I tripled the size of my business in three years. Wow. Uh, and so there's definitely uh, very tangible data that can tie that back to, uh, all of those trainings. And so no matter how long you've been in the industry, if, if you go into it with an open mind and you, you know, have a business plan and you look at data and see where shortcomings are, what you need to hone in on for process and efficiencies um you can continue to elevate so you know what you can get more efficient you can grow your revenue without and your profit margin without adding staff so right um i mean i think that's if you can do seven figures out of 1200 square feet um that's pretty impressive pretty good yeah pretty yeah. stressful too yeah, because <laughs> a lot of people can't do that out of double or triple, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so so you can physically go back and and look at what each of those trainings actually did to to increase your business. Yeah, you can look back and see, OK, this is where um, we pivoted process wise or this is where we uh move uh this piece of equipment in the shop and so you know that's a big thing with rennie's training is it's it's not so much just skills as there's a lot of business side to it yeah and so just thinking of you know how many steps it takes to get from the pressure washer to uh you know the vehicle or how, how many times you're going outside of to refill a chemical bottle from a yeah. prep shed versus just having that pre-mixed RTU. And so you're mixing it once a month instead of, you know, having your guys mix concentrate all the time. Yeah. Uh, which then gets you mismixed chemicals because we're all detailers and we're like, Oh, I'll just throw a little of this in, a little of that yeah. in. And, <laughs> um, so. I mean, uh, every, every detail is a chemist, aren't they? I mean, they're mixing up their own yeah. shit in the shop and yeah. <laughs> yeah. They used to be a street pharmacist, and now they're street chemists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll I'll tell you what though, like um, I've kind of gotten the opposite. Like I I have um, 
thrown out my efficiency in the shop um, ever since we started doing the uh, well, and I, I think I'm the only one that kind of stuck with it. We did the um, the sober October challenge, although <clears throat> I don't drink, so it was easy for me to be sober. But we did the, uh, you know, I started doing the health thing, right? I started trying to eat better, doing intermittent fasting, trying to walk more and things like that. So now, like, I'll purposely leave a bottle on the um, workbench at the front of the shop instead of taking it you know, with me and around the car so that I'm purposely taking extra steps <laughs> to go. <laughs> so I've made myself less efficient to try to <laughs> try to get healthier. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but again, it's just me and you know, my time frame is my time frame. So it's not, you know, like I don't, you know, I don't need to have a car done in a certain amount of time. Like, you know, I just, I, I have it for X amount of days. I know, or, or X amount of hours. And I know usually, you know, I'll have it done well beforehand. So, um, so yeah. So if I've got to take extra steps, I look at it as a, it's a good thing for me now. So I, I, I'm less efficient now, <laughs> which, which don't listen to me, listen to Adam. If you, if you try to <laughs> Grow your shop and grow your business. <laughs> don't, don't don't try to take extra stuff from the shop. Um, but yeah, that that is the one thing I noticed. I was actually talking to my one of my buddies the other day because um, he's down in Medellin, and so he walks everywhere. So like he sends me his like you know steps for the day, and he's doing like twenty thousand steps, thirty thousand steps. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just trying to get, you know, they say you're supposed to do like 10 a day. I'm trying to get to like 15. So that's why I purposely do that. So I was telling them, I was like, yeah, man, like I purposely leave this bottle over here or, you know, uh, don't don't take the um, uh, the air hose around the car with me. I purposely have to walk back over to the the, the air compressor <laughs> to blow it out. <laughs> Steps in the try and compete with him. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Um, but that's I, I'm glad that you said that though, because you know, we had um the last episode we had with um uh Parker and, and Toby and Sam, um, you know, the the kids that are that are coming up in this industry and and I think it's kind of cool, right? Because I mean you were kind of there. You said you, you know, started out at at, at a you know in um high school um and kind of doing the same thing that that these kids are doing, although you you kind of went to you know more of a corporate side before you came back into it but that was one of the things we were asking them was about trainings you know and of course being young kids they're like kind of like oh you know we don't need trainings we you know we can figure it all out so um you know if those kids are listening to this episode you know there's proof right here that it definitely uh makes it worthwhile to go to trainings and to help grow and scale your business. So I'm glad that you said that because there's probably a lot of other people that needed to hear that too. But, um, but I was just thinking about that because they said it on the, the podcast the other night. So, yeah. Um, so when did you, when did you jump into like the film game, like with tent and PPF? Um, did you kind of do that around the same time? Every, every other detailer in the, the world did, or did you kind of, you know, bring that on earlier on and, and, you know, as part of your expansion and growth? Um, so the auto spa concept was from that uh, business plan back in, you know, 03. Okay. Um, and so 
I just always, we had a couple detailers in McMinnville area at that time. Back then we were a town of probably about 20, 25,000 people. Um, had a county of maybe 80,000. So mm. kind of like rural, but we're about an hour away from Metro. Right. And so you would drive into town, you know, you're in high school and you got to drive an hour to get your windows in. Right. Uh, and so I always had that, that vision of, you know, being able to, to offer those services if this was the, the route I was going to go and I was ever going to launch that business. I just did detailing in high school. Um, and then when I was 19, I went and did some tent training, some automotive tent training and just kind of did two front windows as a side gig. Uh, you know, I'd work five to noon at Dutch brothers. And so I was tending windows before I even went full time and oh, okay. it would just kind of be tent and detail, tent and detail. And then went full time in 08 and then by spring of 09 people were asking about this clear bra product and i was like what the heck is that and back then you know that film compared to today was like yeah. installing clear cardboard yeah <laughs> um, and so bandwidth wise um i had so much tent going on and i had a couple staff that were doing some details and i would do some detailing as well um I just didn't have the bandwidth to do the PPF thing and try, try and learn a, a new skill when I had just, you know, I felt fully mastered window tinting. I'd been doing right. it, you know, about four years and could pretty much take whatever on from the, the automotive tent realm at that point. And so for almost a decade, we used subcontractors and uh, we had some great subs and uh, still have relationships with, uh great subs that i can call on if needed but in 18 uh i went to a, a training with eastman uh through the lumar brand mm -hmm. and uh that whole focus of 18 was to to get that film brought in-house and so it, it was a slow crawl you know to to pick up that skill set i still would prefer to tint windows over doing paint protection film yeah. and i know paint protection film guys would rather do that than tint and vinyl yeah. guys would rather do that than the other two um so we basically got to a point where we have in-house staff now from about 18 middle of 18 forward that have been doing ppf in-house uh and rarely use subs and uh you know tint ppf and detailing we've offered along with spray and bed liners for pretty much since 2009. Wow. How many employees do you have working for you? Uh, right now it's myself plus three. Okay. I've, I've been as high as eight uh, oh, wow. with some part-timers in there too. Um, I've just felt found that with this small footprint we have until we get a bigger location that um, that's kind of the most efficient and we can keep that hourly rate up. And so, you know, we'll do an interior detail or we'll do a, uh spray and bed liner or or whatever as long as we're hitting that hourly rate so yeah right. our interiors are are more than others um yeah. but if it's going to take up shop space then we need to make sure that we're hitting that hourly rate so my guys can get their you know good wage and their medical dental vision insurance and paid time off and maternity leave and all the other benefits that we offer oh nice that's awesome man yeah, because that's that's cool. So you guys actually offer benefits and and stuff for your employees. 
Yeah. So as we talked earlier about staff outgrowing a, a company, you know, yeah. the company needs to continue to grow. And so uh, years ago, I had a, a great team member that I tremendously valued and uh, he was great at interiors and he went down the road because uh, he needed benefits for his family. And uh, I couldn't fault him for that. You know, he was better and better in his situation. And so that sparked like, why can't I offer benefits? How, how could I, what does it cost? You know, what, what's kind of the, the factors that trigger into your rates and um, all that. And so I looked into it and a year later brought benefits on and we've had them ever since. Oh, that's cool, man. That's, um, listen up, everybody. Listen up. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, let's take our last commercial break. We'll come back and, uh, I'll ask the, uh, the famous questions, see how you do with those. And then, um, and then we'll wrap it up. So we'll be right back. Fiber has every pad you would need, including tire pads, towels, got them, windows, wheels, interiors, paint, the all new mint on the stick for hitting taller vehicles or the new bug sponge for fronts. And then we have the dragon wash sponge mitt. It's perfect for the two bucket system, glides on the cars, easy, soft on the paint. Hey, don't forget, go watch us on YouTube, check out our channel. And in the barrel blade, it's perfect for getting in between those tight wheels, calipers. We also have the Dreadnought. It's the staple of all auto fiber towels. If you're not using it to dry, you're missing out. And in the new wheel paw, for getting those faces, getting in between folks, getting the lug nuts, all those hard to reach places. So go to autofiber.com. Make sure to use the code DSP at checkout. Hey everybody, Rennie Doyle here, founder of the Detail Mafia and Detailing Success. You know, I love quotes and this is one of my favorites. It's not enough to do your best. You must know what to do, then do your best. There's a lot more to detailing than just making paint shiny. To be successful, you need to be a well-rounded detailer and most importantly, an entrepreneur. At Detailing Success, I really take pride in that we will not only teach you the highest level detailing skills you need, but we will mentor and coach you to be a profitable business owner. Our advanced five-day training is held monthly at my hometown, in the beautiful town, I may say, of Big Bear Lake, California. If you want to learn more, email me directly at rennie at detailingsuccess.com or visit detailingsuccess.com and ask about our special offer for our podcast listeners. Happy detailing, everybody. Take care. We'll see you next time. All right. So <clears throat> this is the, uh, the wrap-up questions um, that I ask everybody, and they're just kind of um, – you know, just kind of makes you think a little bit, you know, see what, see what kind of answers you come up with. Everybody is obviously different and um, some of them kind of stump. So we'll see. Um, so the first one is when did you first realize your worth? You know, like when was that moment that, you know, you just uh, realized that you're, you're worth what you're worth and, and, you know, it kind of clicked for you. Um, I mean, really even starting out, I, I knew that I didn't want to be, you know, all my eggs in one basket doing wholesale work. Um, when I came into the, the industry and I launched, I was, uh, 
the most expensive uh, in my market. So uh, granted, those prices are still really cheap compared to what we see today. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I've definitely always tried to stay a great value and not a great price. So um, that's Thank kind you. of been the philosophy that. That's a good phrase. I, I like that, actually. <laughs> so, um, you know, as long as you're a great value, price is secondary. And so what's your value proposition for that service that you're offering? Right. Is it because, you know, so you, you might have a, a wholesale client that, pays close to retail and and why are they offering to pay close to retail well because you don't put them at the back of the line and so for my ppf wholesale clients they have a 48 hour guarantee if you drop if if you sell a car today and you drop it off at my shop it'll be turned around within 48 business hours of my business we run tuesday through friday we're a four-day work week Uh, we do that to help offset some uh, child care and and give my my staff a, a better lifestyle you know they right. they got to run wide open for four days but they get a three-day weekend every week nice nice that's so, awesome man um but yeah i would say i i definitely turned up my prices after uh training with rennie that's for sure <laughs> awesome uh, but yeah oh that's cool man i like that um and so this one's kind of the fun one so this is you know wrestlemania you know, fight night, Madison Square Garden, you know, uh, UCF or UFC number, whatever you're, you're coming down to the ring to, to do battle. Um, what's that song that not only hypes you up, but kind of like, just lets everybody know who you are. Oh man. Yeah. This is the stumper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, probably some ACDC or Metallica. Probably oh, what nice. I, um, Any song specific? Um, I mean, if we're going, if we're going like WrestleMania, probably like Highway to Hell or something. That's what I was thinking because I remember that <laughs> one year WrestleMania or whatever they did, high, the Highway to Hell was their their uh, song. Um. Okay, and then the smartless question, um, it's just kind of a play on the, you know, where do you see yourself in the future? But, you know, if you could, you know, twitch your nose like Samantha from Bewitched and make your business be where you want it to be right now, what does that look like? Uh, I mean, the next step for us is to secure, whether it's a location we're currently in or or a different location, but uh, own the dirt that we operate on. Okay. Um, and then, you know, long term, I would uh, obviously, it, I think it's just about every self-employed parent's dream to have their children come into the business uh, if that's something they want to do. Yeah, I definitely don't want to push either one of my boys into that. Uh, if they want to be electricians or engineers or doctors or whatever, I'll fully support them in that. Um, and second to that would be. Uh, selling this company to my staff and having it be an employee-owned company and and nice. maybe the landlord into retirement. So uh, just some way to continue on the service and the value that we provide to the community, not just from the services we offer, but from our involvement within the community and being a community-centric company that 
you know, gets involved in nonprofit causes around the area. No, that's awesome, man. That's good. Um, okay. And then the last one, it's just a weird one. I don't even know. I, I asked it to Bruno one day and, uh, and I was like, I think I'm going to add this to the question is, uh, what's your, what's your, uh, death row last meal? Uh, probably a Wagyu ribeye with some, uh, white cheddar fondue to dip it in. And I don't know, probably some like Pappy Winkle whiskey to wash it down with. Nice. Nice. Do you get, do you get liquor on your last meal? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Jesus, you should be able to get whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're about to get, you're about to get your ticket punched. Why not? You know? <laughs> I mean, ideally, if it's last meal, I just ask if I could do like do a draw with the warden or something, you know, like old school Western. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'd probably lose because he's going to be training all the time. But yeah, exactly. Well, listen, Adam, I appreciate you coming on and doing this, man. I know we uh, had to kind of reschedule from last night to this morning. Um, I know you got to go out and do some work and everything like that. So I won't keep you too much longer, but um, if anybody wanted to reach out to you and, and pick your brain and, you know, just kind of see, um, you know, ask you questions or whatever, um, you know, what, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? What's, what's your ats? Yeah. So uh, back in 18, we rebranded to the Garvin last name. And so everything's Garvin focused, um, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, it's all at Garvin Auto. And then uh, shop phone, which you can text as well, thanks to some software we picked up at SEMA this year. Nice. Uh, it's 503-472-GARV, G-A-R-V, which equates to 4278 for you younger ones that don't know that T9 texting. <laughs> I don't even, does that even show up on – does that does phones even have that anymore? Yeah, it shows up on your uh, – Does on, it? Like, on the keypad? See, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Dude, I I very rarely ever keypad in a number. Everybody's saved in my phone, so I just go to a name. So I wasn't even sure if that was still a thing. But um, yeah. Um, and then websites uh, at uh, www.garvinauto.com. And uh, thanks to Chris and the Detailers Roadmap team, we're gonna launch a new website here after the first of the year. So awesome. Uh, check out our our old site, and then you can see the value that getting on board detailers roadmap will bring you once this new site launches and they are a sponsor of ours so if you mentioned that you heard about it here on the detail solutions podcast they do give you a discount um and it's 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 dependent on i guess what package you get obviously the bigger package the bigger discount you get um so yeah that's awesome man i'm looking forward to seeing what they do for you i had them do my website uh year and a half ago two years ago now um i've been pretty impressed with it chris keeps telling me he's like let's tear it down and rebuild it and i'm like if it ain't broke don't fix it you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah um well listen man again I, I do appreciate you doing this man i had a i had a blast uh hanging out with you at um air force one thanks for uh the uh the trigger um idea for rennie um the whole uh super troopers kind of thing was your idea um, so for anybody who doesn't get that reference, if you go back and listen to our, um, our interview with Rennie at the air force one, you'll, you'll hear it. 
Um, I know you got to go tent some windows, buddy. So have a good day. Um, take care. And uh, are you coming to MTE? I'm not probably going to make it to MTE. I have a fire board okay. meeting uh, that following week that I have to be traveling for. So okay. can't be out of the shop two weeks in a row. I got gotcha. you. But uh, yeah, the, the, the warthog tool is a, a great tool if you haven't got your hands on it. Definitely try it out. We got one here at the shop that we use. And nice. Uh, the, the triggers are awesome. <laughs> and uh, they took a lot of feedback from that AFO week and implemented it into this production model nice. uh, versus the, the R&D model that we were using at Air Force One. So yeah yeah no, that's awesome well listen hopefully maybe we'll see you at uh air force one um i know we kind of got a uh invite when we were there to come back again next year so i mean i guess we'll wait for like a hard you know yeah you guys are invited back um but hopefully we'll see you there if not then uh we'll see you at sema again i guess so yeah yeah i might i might see you down in orlando uh into february i might be down there for some uh, Lumar stuff. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll hit, look you up if it. Yeah, if yeah. It let me know. Out. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. All right, buddy. Um, I'll talk to you later, man. Uh, go, go do some work. Make some money. All right, take care. <laughs> I'll see you. All right, so that was Adam, aka the Trigger Man. Uh, Bruno popped in for a second. Uh, you can pop back in if you want. I don't care. Um, what's going? I just wanted to like listen to the episode. Oh, yeah. Like. I when you were doing it and i when you said you were doing it i was like oh, i really want to go listen to it yeah before everybody else yeah so. <laughs> well we caught the last last 10 minutes of it buddy. yeah so uh yeah. um so yeah so that's that's adam uh aka the trigger man um like i think i'll probably call this episode uh uh listen the guy the guy's like you know crazy smart um i mean it's mm -hmm. it's his whole you know journey from um starting this in high school to working a corporate job at a at a coffee um franchise and and then making the jump out and um you know i think he's right with all the the, the training stuff that he talked about you know i mean there's definitely um there's a bug flying around me um there's definitely a uh um a reason you know for doing trainings it's not just to go and you know, I mean, obviously it is to, to learn, you know, and improve or whatever, but it, a lot of times it's, um, you know, Rennie says it all the time, you know, you have to go home and, and put it into action. And sometimes a lot of people go to, go to trainings, they do it and then they go home, they don't put it in action. And then they're just kind of like, Oh, training is so stupid. I didn't do anything. You know, I didn't learn anything from it or whatever. So, yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you go and vote for us for the Golden Mike Award. Again, that's uh, mobiletechexpo.com backslash golden hyphen Mike. And uh, didn't get them. And um, just uh, nominate us, the Detail Solutions Podcast, for Detail Podcasts of the Year. Um, the website, because you do have to put the website in, is www.thedetailsolutionspodcast.com. And that's it. You guys have a good day, night, week, whatever you're listening to this. Um, and we'll see you next time. Take care.